Caloundra City Private School is an independent, non-denominational school located in Pelican Waters on the Sunshine Coast. The mantra for our school is every student matters. We aim for every child to be confident, resilient, organised, persistent and social in all aspects of their lives in and out of the classroom. This podcast series is designed to share valuable insights from academic leaders on current educational research and perspectives, as we all strive to help our young people reach their potential in today's ever-changing world. In addition to our primary and secondary schools, CCPS also has an early learning centre, Pelican's Nest, and a pre-prep kindergarten, City Stars. Pelican's Nest Early Learning Centre provides quality long-day childcare for children aged six weeks to school age. The staff understand that all children are unique, so they nurture an atmosphere where children feel secure and happy, caring for each child's individual wants, needs and interests. My guests today are Melissa Franklin and Kerry Cook. Melissa has worked in early education for over 20 years and has been the director at Pelican's Nest since 2017. Kerry has over 35 years experience in early education and is currently the early childhood teacher at Pelican's Nest. Both Melissa and Kerry are passionate about nature-based pedagogy and building social and emotional competence through nature-based curriculum. Melissa and Kerry, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Very welcome. So you are educators at our Early Childhood Centre in Pelican's Nest and you use a very special type of pedagogy called nature-based pedagogy. Can you tell us what is that? Nature-based pedagogy just basically means that any of the learning that we would do inside the centre, we try and take it outside and we take it out to use natural materials So, for example, things like numeracy activities, we'll count out rocks and bugs. Uh, We'll talk about how many legs we see on insects. We'll use what's around us in nature to learn those concepts that we would not typically see inside a classroom. Why did you start using nature-based pedagogy at Pelican's Nest? Um, Our centre had traditionally operated in a very um, formal sense of a childcare centre. So we had group times and mat times and transition times and it was very adult driven and very very time driven so everything was driven by the clock um there's very limited opportunity for um safe physical challenges and outdoor play so over the last five years or so uh, research and theories have been changing around child development and around the decline of outdoor play and physical skills and then how that also feeds into emotional resilience in children. So we're seeing the effects of children now that have been not exposed to a great deal of outdoor play. We're seeing the effects in their emotional resilience at school and how well they're able to manage themselves and their own emotions. So a few years ago, we had access to quite a considerable amount of professional development money, which we used to centre around this topic. So we had um, a kindergarten teacher from Seattle came out, quite well-known, Teacher Tom. He came and spoke to us about child-centred play and allowing long blocks of time for play, which is really important. The um, developmental psychologist Peter Gray also talks a lot about how children should have long, uninterrupted periods of play in order to learn self-regulation and build relationships. 
So we used a lot of that money for that. We also went to the Nature Play Queensland Conference on outdoor learning, which really inspired the team to get together and think, okay, well, we've got a great environment here in Calandra City Private School. What can we do with it? Um, the children had gone out for walks in the past, escorted walks once a month, very um, precision planned. And we wanted to move away from that. We wanted to just be able to be spontaneous in our play and to access the beautiful natural bushland that's around the school. Can you take us through some of those um, specific nature-based activities that you do do? You mentioned them before, but a bit more about that. Uh, so we do a lot of it in the yard. We bring in a lot of natural materials in the yard. We'll set up sorting. The children quite naturally set it up themselves quite usually. If they find a pile of leaves or sticks or rocks, they'll start to sort them, pointing out the differences and similarities. So that's building a lot of language, but it's also building those early numeracy skills in sorting and recognising patterns. On a grander scale, um, as it goes up through the age groups, our kindergarten children actually participate in a five-day-a-week bush kindy where they go out and do activities like slacklining, cubby building, fishing, so a lot more physical-based. You talked about that disconnection between um, nature and childhood development at the moment. What do you attribute that to? I think it's a lot of fear-based. I think, and especially across the research has found it's really fear-based. Um, there's a lot of thought in, in the decline of neighbourhood play. Parents are not letting their children just roam the streets with other children. Obviously, they're concerned about where they are and who could be talking to them, what could happen to their children. So the children are not getting that free play uninterrupted by adults and uninfluenced by adults. So that's where we try and allow as much time as possible where we're not intervening in play just to allow those ideas to emerge and to give the children their own ownership of their play. Kerry I'll just chat with you now um, can you tell us how does nature-based pedagogy cater to the kindergarten curriculum? So the kindergarten program talks about holistic learning and being in the classroom um, inside typically um, provides children with opportunities to engage with resources and with activities. Whereas going outside into the bush allowed us to make our classroom nature. And so we explore a sense of wonder, curiosity, um, in our world, we also get to examine concepts about design and as we plan our cubby and, and the building of that, we look at nature and how it creates. And we also learn to design and solve problems as well as develop safety practices through our physical engagement in real life situations. Um, Mel was talking about the slacklining and the designing of our swings and our cubbies mean that the children have to actually think about how they're going to use it, how they're going to climb, how they're going to move their body and physically engage with that activity and so therefore they have to actually think about how they're going to do that and we try not to um, explain to them, we, we like them to explore those concepts and, and their um, way of moving about themselves. We also see that it builds a responsive program of learning, it actually motivates their active participation in caring for the world and this also includes an Indigenous perspective as they look around and they learn about the way that the land has been cared for up until now 
we also see that they are their future custodians and that we want to foster a sense of community and some responsible citizenship because as future custodians of the environment it's important they understand the ecological systems but also the impact of human um, in humans in nature and in the environment through land care through recycling activities and the children are learning about real life things here so they're learning how they can take care of the world and how the world takes care of them. Oh, it's just wonderful that you're introducing that um, those ideas at such an early age. Do you find that the kids are really responsive and engaged in that curriculum? Absolutely. Um, and they're the ones who drive this. So we take them out, but their ideas and their thoughts and the experiences that they take part in are the ones that force or drive what we do. So when we see children who are looking at the land and we identify that there are things that we, um, are different, they're the ones who are deciding that we need to pick up the rubbish. And so now we take a bag with us and it's the, the children's idea to collect it. And so they're always looking around at what is on the land because that's part of what we've encouraged them to do, that they need to not only respect it but care for it. Kerry, how is the nature-based um, curriculum different to times of the past and what you guys would have taught in previous years? Well, I think um, the difference is that curriculum used to be quite activity-based or experience-based and it would be um, dependent on resources and very dependent on teachers. Um, now what happens is it's more an engagement in the environment and I see my role more as a facilitator or as a support person helping the children to understand what their interest or curiosity is about. So we'll quite often learn through the child's interest and then we'll explore the different concepts and skills and knowledge that children need or um, help them to prepare for school and for life through their interest in the environment. So it might be something as simple as their interest in nature um, through bugs and then we'll learn about animals and we'll use their interest in bugs to count, to examine how they work and how biologically those animals are put together and what they need and how they live. And so we explore all the concepts that we, you would naturally do through a curriculum based um, in, inside a classroom. Um, and we just use nature and the environment to, to teach and learn through. What age group are we looking at here? We're looking at three, three year old through to five year olds in the kindergarten program. And what are they interested in? Well, they're interested in everything about their world. Um, it can depend on the child, but most, most importantly, what we find when we go out in nature is that children's sense of curiosity and their sense of wonder in the world, not only is it explored and examined to its finest point, but they learn and explore and are interested more about their world because we're out in the bush and because they're learning about things such as how you would build a camp and how you would um, take care of yourself in a safety situation, how you make sure that you're safe. We're learning about the Indigenous perspectives of how they would collect food and how families work together and we're, we're really learning about that active participation and a sense of community and learning how to care for um, not only themselves and others but also learning to care for the land and I think that that's such an important thing for us to teach our children when we, we look at the, the world around us today and see how important it is for us to teach our children about land care. Absolutely, couldn't agree with you more. Um, Mel, let's have a look at the influence that this wonderful pedagogy has on a student's well-being. Can you tell us how does nature play support the mental and emotional well-being of children? 
We found that's had a huge impact on our children. Um, they're required to work together as a team. They're required to support each other. As Kerry mentioned, it's it's really that community focus that we're a team and we're working together as a small community to take care of each other, take care of our environment. Um, we've just developed some, some new links in a more formalised way with this program. We've just joined the Beyond Blue National Education Initiative around supporting children's mental health. So we found that had a really, really nice connection with our nature play pedagogy and how we support children to express themselves and to just be comfortable in themselves and to become what they, what they truly want to be. Our families are really behind this as well. Our families are really seeing the difference in the children's engagement in themselves, but they, they're also coming home excited to talk about their day. And we went out and we went fishing. And these are th activities that not all children get to do. Um, we live in a very rushed world, a very busy world. Parents are working, you know, 50 or 60 hours a week. They don't often get time to do these things, either with their children during the week or on weekends. So a lot of these children had never been fishing before. They had never been camping. Um, one of the things that really drove us to develop the program in the first place was we took them out for just a, a little bushwalk one day and we realised that children didn't know how to duck under branches. There was a branch in front of them and they stopped and said, well, we have to go back. We went, well, you can duck under it. Well, how do I do that? So we were having to teach them skills that are very intuitive to other people, to, to us growing up, um, how, how to step over a log, what to do if the ground's a little bit slippery, how should you navigate that ground. So being able to do those things and encounter obstacles and work out ways to, that you can use your body and your mind to overcome it has really increased their emotional resilience. And connecting with nature, there must just be such a strong positive influence just by being in nature itself. Absolutely. It's especially on days when on a windy day, everybody can be a little bit wound up. We'll take them for a walk. Apart from anything else, we all end up very tired. But it's just that, that grounding and that opportunity to touch something natural and to, to feel a part of the environment that grounds everybody. How have you noticed a change in behaviour? There's been a massive change in behaviour. Um, there's a lot of intrinsic motivation to be involved in bush kindy especially. Now that we're spending a lot more time outside, obviously children have that extended time to run and yell and scream and play with their friends and swing on the swings and, and take those physical challenges that allow them to feel accomplished. When they feel like they're having success, their behaviour improves. They, they're more engaged, they're more focused, they're more switched on. They're ready to learn new things because they feel like they're having their needs met. Kerry, as an early childhood educator, how has this change in pedagogy influenced your practice? Well, I know as an educator that being involved in bush kindy has allowed me to create a way of working more collaboratively with children. Um, it encourages discussion and I think that um, sharing language and sharing, having a shared understanding and a shared meaning of what it is important in our world and what's important in our day allows for us to not only encourage each other but focus on how to make decisions, how to establish goals, how to work together to achieve those as a team and how to help children support each other and be socially engaged. 
so that it's not just about what they, they want to do or what they would do if they were in a classroom, but how we can actually work together to meet goals um, and really just the pure enjoyment that we receive by being outside and by feeling the wind in our hair and the sun on our skin. And I think as, an, as a director as well, it's really provided a talking point among staff, not just for as we focus on the children's wellbeing, we've also taken a step back to focus on educator wellbeing as well. And as Kerry said, it's, the feeling that you get being out in nature calms you as well, which has also become a focal point of how we then utilise the bush kindy and the outdoor play in staff development as well. Uh, we're really fortunate too, we've just become a Nature Play Queensland education provider. So in terms of that, we now have a bigger support network that we can draw from to continue that encouragement to keep getting out and about and out into the bush. Um, in terms of everyday practices, I've just found it's stopped us looking at the clock so much. If you're out in the bush, two hours can go by and you, you, you're challenged. You, you've been building a cubby, you've been fishing, the children have been touching bark on the trees to test out the difference in texture you're not so focused on the clock going by and oh quick we've got to pack up and get to this activity and now we've got to get the children organized for this so the stress levels amongst the staff have really gone down in terms of not worrying about getting everybody to the next place our days are a lot slower we hang out outside together more there's a lot more collaboration then between age groups and a lot more collaboration between educators in different age groups to support them to get outside. Our kindergarten children take the toddlers out or the junior kindy children out. Um, They take them out as buddies to help them get over to the chickens. So the staff have got that support network then between themselves where we work together for for the better of the children. Mel, as director of the of the centre, how important is that for you to ensure that your staff are engaged and um, you know growing and working together well? Absolutely, that's my job. It's my job to facilitate a space where they can have positive interactions and positive collaborations, just as it's their job to facilitate that space for the children. So it it feeds down the line. If the staff are happy and engaged and working well together, the children are happy and engaged and working well together. As director, where do you want to take the nest? We are looking to the future. Um, Obviously, we've just added our education provider as a Nature Play Queensland approved education provider. So we'll be taking part in a lot of events like Outdoor Classroom Day. And that's on this Thursday where we spend the entire day outside. We eat outside, we sleep outside. Um, Over the next few months, we're moving to look at our footprint that our centre is leaving. So in terms of things like our sustainability, how much paper we use, what chemicals we use in the centre, how we're using our consumable products and how we can lessen our footprint on the earth as well, which feeds nicely into we're teaching the children the importance of nature. We really should be then taking care of that ourselves. What do you think are some of the challenges facing early childhood education at the moment? I think... There's still a very traditional view among parents of what we do, that we are teaching children information that they don't know, that we're filling them as a vessel, that these children come to us inherently knowing so much. We're just a conduit to get it out and we provide an environment where they can explore what they already know. 
there's still very much that focus on school readiness being I know how to count, I know my ABCs, I know colours, I know, I know shapes, when really school readiness is around confidence and capability, an ability to make friendships, an ability to know who you are yourself and be confident in entering a whole new situation at school. And this is what the research is telling you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And we see it ourselves every day that we get these children to the end of kindergarten and they're so confident and so ready to go off to school because they have all these skills where they're brave. And we talk a lot about bravery in things like slacklining. The first time we tried it, the children were, were unsure. They didn't know. But then they have that sense of accomplishment and that bravery that okay well I tried something hard and I can and I did that so yeah starting schools may be going to be hard but I can do that because I'm brave. Kerry what advice would you give parents who are raising young ones I mean you're an expert you too obviously Mel working with kids every day what advice would you give parents on on how to raise their kids to really enhance their well-being and and behavior and to thrive in life? I think we need to just be a little bit brave too. We need to get out there, take our children, because once you see the difference, the calm and the enjoyment and the pure um, love that children can develop just for things as simply as moving their feet through soil and, and climbing a tree. We need to let our children experience that. I think that's something that um, children have taught me, is that by allowing them to make the decision, allowing them to tell me what they need by, by watching and seeing the pure joy that they have when they're out in the bush, that it, it has um, allowed me to enhance my learning. And I think that as a parent, when you see your child engaging in simple things like building a pretend fire or making a cubby with them, that you can see how much they actually know. Our children are very capable and very competent. So as parents, I think that um, giving your child the opportunity to get out in the bush, to go down to the beach, to explore the beautiful surroundings that we have here on the Sunshine Coast, that our children can show us how truly capable and how much they can, we can teach them by just getting out there into the native surroundings, um, learning about the, the different parts of our, um, the Sunshine Coast allows um, our children to develop a real love for where they live and, and um, shows them how much you actually want them to be a part of that enjoy, enjoyable experience. And I think as families that the, the freedom to be able to be able to just sit with our child and, and listen to the wind through the trees is something that um, is quite economically viable but also such a peaceful and calming thing to be able to do to lie back and watch the clouds pass by and um and just spending time with our children is probably the most important thing we can do and listen to them give them a voice and so let them tell us what's important to them and I think we'll find out that they actually really know what they need. That's wonderful what are, what are your thoughts on that Mel? Um, yeah definitely um, definitely what Carrie said um, in addition just slow down time some things will never get done in your day they're going to be there tomorrow slow down but focus on your relationship talk, have conversations um get the kids involved in cooking in helping you clean they're really really capable they actually love it at this age um surprisingly <laughs> um they're really capable get them to help you cook help you shop but continue that conversation ask them their thoughts ask them to help you developing that relationship and that trust and that 
solid foundation then for security in in life will allow them to be in a space where they're ready to learn. I think it's just fabulous listening to you to you both talk and it's just really inspiring to know that that you both um, are so passionate about what you do and thank you so much for everything that you're giving the the children in Pelican's Nest. I think thank it's you. our pleasure. Yeah, definitely <laughs> our pleasure. Thank you. And I hope you enjoyed my interview today with Melissa Franklin and Kerry Cook from Pelican's Nest. For more information about the programs offered at Pelican's Nest or City Stars Kindergarten, contact the school's administration. This podcast was produced by Tracy Burton, featuring music by Paul Cusick. Thanks for listening. Thank you.